Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. So now I'm going to pick your brain because I am really had just started to get my feet wet here. Uh, and again, just from my desire has always been to, as I say, help business owners earn more money with less headache. Um, yeah. And I always want to help more people, not less. I, I, from the day I started my company, I was never just a freelancer. I always had other people. I was always trying to think bigger and be bigger. And as I, you know, have grown and done this, you know, I've hired other strategists and I just looked at it. No one else is ever going to be me, which I get. And yeah. I'm at max capacity. And I was getting so many inquiries in inquiries. <laughs> um, and as our prices had gone up, it would be becoming unaffordable for some of my audience because my focus is micro businesses. Yeah. So I built our first course. It's called Marketing Magic. And the promise that we deliver on is you never waste money on marketing again. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's the hook. Um, the conversion rates on all of the different lead-ins are insane. The conversion rates on the webinars are insane. The retention and the changes people get from the program are insane. We actually completed our second cohort recently. It had about 50 participants. All of this was warm traffic, um, no ad spend, no nothing. And mm. 38 live attendees on graduation. That's nice. Yeah, like I know industry number wise, like I've been hearing from people that's nuts. So I am so excited about this, right? So we're transitioning the whole company. We're gonna have, there's three tiers, taking people from zero to five figures, five to six, and then six to seven, which is what we've been doing for 10 years with our private clients, but being able to service more people, make it more affordable for them. And every course, so here's where, where I'm being totally wacko. And I know I am, but this is what I wanna bring to the world. Online courses don't work for everybody. Some people need handholding, but then handholding becomes very expensive. So I created a blend. Every course has a basic level, which is cheaper, where you can just do it yourself. And mm -hmm. every course has the ability to upgrade to work with one of our in-house strategists to hold your hand through the process if you need that. Yeah, uh, that's very smart. Yeah. Everything has what we'd call a VIP tier. And and they're geared. So at the bottom level, we have business boot camp. Really simple, five steps to turn any idea into a profitable five-figure business. And it works. And I'm doing this literally for 10 years. Like this works, it works, it works. And mm. um, middle tier is marketing magic. This is the course. We launched it in January. I'm not going to say it on the podcast live. I'll tell you offline afterwards. It's done very well. Okay. <laughs> Let's just say that with no, no intense investment. Cause I was really just testing the waters to see like, is this something that will work? And also will it work for people? Will they get, and we got, when we closed this cohort, people were telling us they doubled revenue just during the eight weeks of the program. It's an eight week yeah. program. Like it's, it's not only it's not only delivering its promise; it's delivering beyond. It's really working. It's doing what it was doing in the one-on-ones. I'm insanely excited. And the top tier, we have what I'm calling becoming boss, business owner success story, and it's for people who are already doing six figures. And it's curing business owner imposter syndrome. Right? You got something; it's successful, but you don't really know how it works. You don't know how to delegate it. You don't know how to manage it. You don't know how to scale it. You don't even know how to keep it. You're just like, you're like, I really have something. Like this is working. How do I get it next level? And how do I get working better? Because like I don't like the, the turnover and the people still covers. It's all the next level stuff. Um, yeah. So those are our three tiers. 
marketing magic is definitely the biggest thing because it's the biggest, I built this all out of, and I think this is part of why it was so successful. I built it out of what everybody was always asking me for. And what I saw the majority mm. of our clients were coming in for was marketing strategy. So that's why Marketing Magic was the flagship program. You build a marketing strategy for your business. That's how you never waste money on marketing again. But people are coming back and saying, wow, this is like business 101 plus. You know, this is, this is everything to structure a profitable, successful business um, from a marketing lens. So it actually makes money. <laughs> that's the point. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I like that last one too, because I always tell people like you can hustle your way to, you know, six figures. So six figures, but not beyond. Exactly. It but beyond, it, it takes a different thinking, right? Yeah. So and this covers 90% of our private clients, by the way. Yeah. They're always like the other 10% of people who come for specific coaching, leadership, and, you know, every, the odd resume. I did a $2,500 resume last year because it was really a personal branding issue. Like there's always those weird things. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this totally covers 90% of the people that I've been working with and having success with. So now that I've told you what I do, plus everybody else, hi guys, welcome to what I do now. Um, <laughs> people listening to the show, like they know I'm a consultant, they know the transformation we're doing, and this is like really relatively new. Um, we're going live with all of it in November. Marketing Magic has been around already since January, but November is going to be the big launch of all programs. Um, I stopped working with private clients already a little bit ago um, and just transitioning everything to this model. So now that I have a bunch of online courses, how do I market that? Well, it will take a, a bit of me analyzing the, what you're doing now, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to say how just how to market it because I don't know what you've been doing. So um, let's, let's pick marketing magic because that's the one that I've yeah. been doing all along. Everything else is going to be new, but marketing magic, I know exactly what's in it. I know what it does. I know how it works and I could tell you what I've done with it. And, and we'll do a case study now. You know, we'll just yeah, that's fine. So, live. Yeah. So what's the, what's the funnel like? Um, the path? So it's a webinar funnel. Okay. So it's got two main paths. Um, I built... I built something called the five day marketing success challenge, which by the way, all of you listeners, if you haven't taken it yet, I left it free. We launched it. I built it as a mini course with it in mind that it would be kind of a precursor to marketing magic, more of like that low, what business bootcamp is going to actually be is what it was originally thought of. And um, we said, we'll do 250 people can come in free at the launch so I can get feedback and refine it. 600 people signed up in 48 hours. It had gone a little bit viral. Uh, okay. So we left it free right now. And it turned out to be a kind of a great pre-course and pre-frame for people who really belonged in marketing magic. So that's kind of one funnel. It's open on our site. It's open on our social channels. People go through that. And at the moment, it takes them to an application um, to speak to someone on the team to see if, you know, how we can help them. What I'm planning on changing it to is it'll take them to a webinar. Eventually it'll mm -hmm. be evergreen. Right now it's going to be live, live webinar. We're probably going to be holding another one in September, holding another one in uh, end of October for the November um, course launches. So the goal is it's a webinar funnel. Live webinars have been converting very nicely in industry lingo. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so that's, that's the primary path. So it's a mini course to a live webinar. So it's, it's, it's either oh, live on. web, it's social, it's social media and JV yeah. to live webinar. JV is going to be the newest thing we're doing. So it's social media and JV to live webinar or mini course to live webinar. And also I speak on stage a lot. I go and I speak okay. at conferences and events. So from the, the main path that I'm looking at is it's speaking, social media and JV. Yeah. Either to five day challenge, which is currently evergreen, which takes you to webinar, or if webinar is active or coming soon, straight into webinar, which takes you into the course. So social media, is that organic or that's paid? all organic. Everything we I have I built the company to six figures with zero in paid ad spend. And my yeah. intent is actually to build it to seven figures with zero in paid ad spend. And I have a plan to do it. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can do it with organic, it's um, it's probably the best way. The the way I find um, to make it one of these holy grail businesses is you need to include paid, and you got to figure out um, the funnel. So we're doing JV paid. JV paid. Okay. JV paid, where the JVs can pay. Okay. Oh, guys, sorry for the uninitiated. JV stands for joint venture, and in this industry, just to unpack it, because a lot of people don't don't have this lingo, um. In the online marketing industry, a lot of people become joint venture partners. They don't sell anything of their own. They sell other people's stuff on commission only. It's kind of almost like on consignment, but not exactly. So they have audiences and they have lists and they sometimes even pay to advertise online someone else's products, courses, offerings, and they get a cut. Yeah, so it's affiliates. Exactly. Um, okay, it's so not like to- network marketing. It's really different. Um, the one thing I would definitely try uh, with paid is remarketing. Yeah, that's the one thing that I'm struggling with because I really want to do. So um, again, for guys, all of you listening, there's something called omnipresence, which yeah. is when like you trip over somebody's website or their anything, and then suddenly you see them and their face and their product everywhere. It's on your Google pages. It's on your Facebook feed. It's in your LinkedIn. It's on your YouTube pre-roll ads. It's, um, that's called omnipresence. So that is the one thing that I know I would have to pay for. And then I won't be able to say that I built it to seven figures with no paid ad spends. So I don't know. I'm struggling. Well, You're right. You, know, you can build it up to seven figures with no ads, but then you can build it up to to eight with remarketing. To eight with remarketing. <laughs> well, the thing with remarketing is, you know, you can often get between four and 10 X on your spend with remarketing if it's done properly with cold traffic Um, it's not it's not the same level no 100 percent. and guys um remarketing i always translate because not everyone like yeah i I speak so many languages um (laughs) you know english hebrew tech geek marketing (laughs) entrepreneur like these are all different languages they are they are all different terms yeah Um, lawyer language accountant language yeah yeah, I don't really, I do speak accounting. Um, I do speak programming. I don't really speak corporate so much, um, but I, I do speak most other languages. So remarketing is also known sometimes as retargeting. It's where once you have already been exposed and clicked on something that someone has online, they put a little piece of tracking code on your computer. Those are called cookies. And then they can follow you everywhere. So they're not marketing to you. They've already marketed to you. You found them somehow. They are remarketing to you. So all of you listening, if you have come to one of my websites and sometime soon you start seeing my face everywhere, now you know why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's one of them. Um, and then it's more of, you know, of positioning, um, testing, pricing, testing, uh, payment plan testing. You know, there's a lot of things you can go through Mm-hmm. You know, heat this maps. is exactly what we teach in the course. This is marketing strategy. This, this is, is exactly what we teach. Testing out the exact product formation, um, pricing. So I have a whole segment on pricing theory from a psychological standpoint, from a financial standpoint, like all of that. Yeah, so, yeah. So it's the same thing it's the same with thing. a course. The, the main difference with a course is, you know, the better you can present the transformation and how much value it is because the transformation needs to have a value right okay. something with value so when you can show that then if you can sell the course for 10 times less than the transformation it's a no-brainer to people like we just find mm-hmm. that's a no-brainer um if you don't often that's where the problem lies right that's so if, very cool and so that if, makes so much sense because marketing magic the price point taking people from five to six figures we literally add a zero to their bottom line 
Yeah. Um, they will earn, oh, at least 10 times as much as what they pay for this thing. No question. And that's why, and that's why it's a no-brainer then. But I would make sure that it, it's presented that way really well on the webinar and the sales page, you know, because mm -hmm. you present that value of the transformation. That's very cool. Right. And the truth is people who take the program, again, most of them have either almost or wasted as much as they're paying for the course. And so the transformation is also, and, and the promise holds true. Every hundred percent of people who've gone through the course, I do a little survey at the end. Will you ever waste money on marketing again coming out of here? And the answer is no. Like they really get how the machine works when they come yeah, out. Yeah. So if you have a, um, yeah. So if you have a good transformation and you don't have to worry about refunds, you know, so I've, cause I've had a couple clients where this was a big issue and I was like, well, you know, yeah. something is going on. Totally. That's part of what I teach. That's part of what I teach it. I teach, um, and cause part of the course is sales and part of sales is first retention meeting yeah. and exceeding expectations. We have had zero refunds from this last cohort. We had one from the previous one for very specific reasons. The, the, the story went like this. The guy emailed in, hi, SD, I'm loving the course. I'm seeing real benefit from it. I'm seeing transformation in my business, and I want to drop out because. <laughs> well, it, it happens. Um, so... so that was like a really, it was a very specific personal situation, not from dissatisfaction. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Um, for those that do get more refunds, what I found the best thing to do is just give a time frame and a percentage of course seen. So like, you know, if you've um, not had this course for more than 14 days and then see more than 20%, you get a refund. Otherwise, hmm. maybe not. Interesting. So I actually put in a 30 day guarantee. Are you access to everything on day one? And if in 30 days you do the course and you're not seeing benefit, I'll hand you your money back. No one asked yeah, for it. Yeah, see, so you're in a better market. So I've had someone that was teaching people how to hack um, to get bug bounty, which is, uh, we, these are programs by Facebook, Google. If you find a bug, uh, you tell them what the bug is, they pay you money. So cool. he was selling to hackers, right? And it was a really cool program. People were getting results, but he had hackers in his program, which means on day 29, <laughs> he was getting refunds from everyone. <laughs> so we had to put in the 20% scene and then it stopped. That's awesome. Right. So there are different, you know, scenarios. So that's why being in, in uh, a small marketing niche is good because I get to see a ton of these in this one small, you know, segment. Okay, good. So I'll, I'll stop being selfish here. Um, and let's, let's speak more to everybody. Um, someone who's thinking, and I know a lot of people in my course are a lot of people said to me, SD, I want your next course to be how to build an online course. Um, if someone does have the expertise, yeah. What would be their plan to turn that into an online course? Like, you know, can you kind of give us a, a roadmap? You know, what someone has is, let's say, a thriving private practice or a lot of knowledge or even a solid speaking career or, or whatever it is. They've got the information. They've got the knowledge. Now what? Well, to sell a course, you know, the, there are some basics, but these are also difficult. You know, basics are usually very difficult things to get right. 100%. Um, you know, and the main thing is, like, you got to figure out a good transformation in a course, right? So from A to Z, like you said, you know, I'm going to take you from being a regular, confused business guy to never having to pay for marketing again. That right. makes sense. There's a transformation in there. Um, I would also take a look how long this transformation will take because someone like me, um, and there are a lot of people like me, you know, that value their time per hour. Uh, we will look at the amount of your course 
hourly. So if, if this takes me eight hours to take, well, I'm putting a, a, an extra $2,000 at least onto the price of the course. Right, because it's my time. Because it's my time, right? So you kind of have to be aware of your audience. And uh, this brings us to the next part. Who is your perfect client? And I ask this to every one of my clients, and 90% of the time I get stares. <laughs> They're like, oh, it could module, be anyone. This is module two of, no, module three of Marketing <laughs> Magic. It's target identification. It's all, I, I love it because this is what I tell people. I have not seen anything out there in the marketing world that doesn't fit into this framework. It's a framework that I teach them. It's called the Marketing Flower. And everything fits in. And yeah, step one is who are you selling this to? Who yeah, I mean, you need to get this done. And I'm talking specific, you know, not just women above 35. I mean, well, so what kind of women? What do they watch? Mm -hmm. Demographic, what do they psychographic. How do they you know, think? What do they Yeah, how do they think? They? What, what kind of jobs do? do they have? How much mm -hmm. experience in that job? Like, we're really, really looking at things. Because often when we start marketing, because you need to figure out how to market your course at some point, you know, first we rack the shotgun, which means we're going to try 10 or 15 different things. And then quickly, we're going to kill everything off and just stick with one that works. Because you can easily hustle your way to six figures with one thing that works. Totally. But, you know, if you don't have the perfect client dialed in, you know, it's going to be hard to get in on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, especially. Now, with LinkedIn, you have to be very careful. You know, I'm, like, I'm a big LinkedIner. So, um... Yeah, but it, you've seen the searches, right? You need to really dial people in. If you're going to use the searches, yeah. So in our LinkedIn yeah. 3030 course, we teach three different paths to, to building your network. One is through the search feature, but not even using premium. Yeah, that works um, for some. But once you really want to dial in, you do want to get the Boolean search going. So yeah, yeah. If, you're, if you're really going after cold traffic, and I think that's something people need to understand, right? The, just the difference between what we'd call cold and warm traffic, right? So I work primarily with a warm audience always, right? So what we yeah. call content marketing, where I'm always publishing content like this podcast and always adding value in all my social channels, um, you know, constantly, you know, as, as, as one of my um, really fun contacts calls it, go-giving, right? I want to be a go yeah. Right, just constantly out there giving, giving. And then every once in a while, I'm like, hey, people, I got something for you to buy if you want it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and that's, and that's uh, one warm path. audience. That's, uh, that's one path, right? Yeah. But it takes a lot of time. See, a lot of the experts. It's much lower risk, takes a lot of time and energy investment. Yeah. A lot of the experts that I deal with, um, they just don't want to do that. Right. They're busy. They, um, yeah. The only reason they want to do online courses is because they don't want to put in any more time. And then it's a paid thing. You know, if you don't pay, then you got to use up your time. So, you know, it's two different ways. You can start content marketing or the holy grail, which is paid. But you got to understand, too, with Facebook and Google, their only job is to take your money. Yes. So you have their to only job vigilant. is to take your money, and they don't really need to give you anything back. People don't really understand that. When you, when you talk about, you know, PPC advertising, pay-per-click, they care. And Facebook now has the back end. You can what's called optimize for conversion, so you can tell it hey, I only really want you to do this if people are buying something. Uh, but ultimately, they get, they get their money from you as long as someone clicks that ad, whether they buy or not. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. And then, you know, the value of the transformation, too, that's the main thing um, when you figure out your pricing. Because that's one of the most common questions, like, oh, which platform should I use? How much should I charge for the course? Mm -hmm. Well, platforms, you know, if you just want to make it a no-brainer, just go with Teachable or Thinkific in the beginning. Because they're simple. They're, they're good platforms. When they're up, 
you know, both of these platforms. And not Kajabi, because where would they put their videos? And this, this gets a little into techno babble, but, um, and this, I, I wish I knew this before I started, but I don't think I would have done anything different. Yeah. I didn't know that Kajabi white labels with Wistia, which is the top video hosting platform, right? Yes. Now. Um, so I already had paid Wistia a whole bunch of money to host all our videos. And then I'm like, well, mm -hmm. I don't need to pay Kajabi. I'm already paying. I already locked myself in for a year um, over there. Do Teachable and Thinkific have white labeled, oh, white label for the uninitiated, um, where they have another company that they're using inside as, as if it's theirs, video hosting, or just so people understand what goes into an online course, right? You've got to have um, a way to drive traffic. You've got to have what we'd call a website or a lead page or a funnel. You've got to have a place where you host the material. You've got to have an interface where people can access the material. So Teachable and Thinkific, as far as I know, they're just interfaces, right? They're learning management systems, they're LMSs. They don't actually host the content. You have to have another place that you actually have your stuff online. Yeah, so this is a confusing part, right? Because to me, I look at them as hosting companies with just a good backend, like easy, easy user backend, right? Mm -hmm. But both of them go down a lot. Right. You know, for, for being a host, because that's what I see them as. Like, uh, I spoke with both these companies, you know, I'm like, guys, like, there's no other purpose for you to be on this planet other than hosting <laughs> the courses and being up all the time. But they host we, the content? You can, you can put your videos in there? Yeah, no. yeah, they do. They do. But they I mean, I, the question is, you know, are they doing, a, doing it on Amazon? Are they doing it on a, some kind of a private server? You know, it's, it's hard. I hear, to meaning they're out. doing it, but they're not doing a great job of it. Uh, yeah, and both of them go down. Um, Kajabi is king. Like I, I've been invited, people who are serious about this, some of my clients, I've advised them to either do what I do, which is like a Wistia ClickFunnels thing, if you're using ClickFunnels a lot, or just use Kajabi, which is the king of this. It's more expensive, but it's really reliable. Yeah, it's just not as easy to set up as Thinkific or Teachable. That's why I say start with that, because all you need to do is upload the videos and the text, and you're done. That's it. What about it's, Kartra? Um... Kartra is too new for me to really have a good yeah. opinion on yet. You know, I've, I've, Kartra, I've looked at it. It's, it's, it. To me, it came across as jack of all trades, master of none. Just yeah. A little bit of everything and a lot of nothing. That's kind of what I thought too. Cause one of my friends was like, Oh Tom, you got to try Kartra. I was like, really? And I looked at it. I'm like, I like, I like things that are masterful. I would rather pay Wistia all that money and click all the, like each thing to be the top thing at what it does, which is again, where the industry goes, which takes us back to the beginning of our conversation, which is niching down. Right? Yeah. You are the best guy to market an online course. I am the best girl, if you will, to maximize your micro business, especially if you're in the service industry. Yeah, and that's what you need to be. You need to be that number one person. So within you know, two years, I definitely got into the top five or four. Uh, I can't say I'm number one yet because there are some people just being pushed by bigger guys, right? So mm -hmm. like, you know, like the ClickFunnel guy, he's probably pushing one or two guys like, oh, you know, he's the best course guy. I was like, no, he's not. Cause I took his clients, <laughs> but he's still being pushed by them. Well, Amy Porterfeld, I think is one of the biggest names in the online course space. Yeah, she is. And that's why, you know, that's uh, one of those where I'm like, okay, you know, she's still out there, but she is not doing as much one-on-one -on -one as I am anymore. Oh, I, is she doing any one-on-one -on -one event? Um, I think for some bigger clients she would do, you know, right. but not, she won't take on like a normal person, which we still do. So she's in a uh, little bit of a different I, industry. I do, but through my strategist. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> I, I, no, that's not, that's not true, because I do. Because I do still have space to take a few people a month at this point. Um, but yeah, yeah, but I mean, that's, but that's the difference, right? So there's yeah. you know, different types too. Like when I think about the service business, which I'm doing, I'm probably in the top three. If I'm thinking about the whole industry, I would say maybe five. But right. 
by being niched down, it's easier. You know, like with marketing in general, I would have to wait till some of these guys die off. Right. <laughs> you know, because I'll, I'll never be Jay Abraham. Like I keep bringing him up, but he is one of the top guys in marketing. And, you know, until he just goes, there's no way to replace him. There's no him. way to replace him. Now I hear that. It's like someone saying they're going to be top in, in your personal development. Like as long as Tony Robbins is here. Yeah. That's what know, I mean. Yeah. He's going to go first. Like you, you got a bit to wait because he looks healthy. <laughs> totally. Okay. So I think someone could say the first thing they really have to figure out with an online course, and, and truth be told, this really is how marketing magic came about. That was the thought. What is the thing, the problem that I solve, and I call it the 2 a.m. problem when we teach it, um, and it's in the five-day challenge as well. What is the 2 a.m. problem that I really solve for people? What are they laying awake at night, and what can, and where can I affect change for that, right? It's not yeah. just the problem, but that I really solve. And they're going, I'm wasting money on marketing. I don't know how to do it, and I don't know how to grow my business. And poof, in comes marketing magic. You will never waste money on marketing again. You will build a marketing strategy for your micro business that really works. Here is testimonial testimony. We have like 40 of them at this point. Um, you know, after that, that shows you that this, this will work for you. So that's, that's that transformation value taking you from where you have a problem to where we can solve it. So they got to figure out that. Then they've got to figure out who it's for, the amount of time it takes to get that transformation, the dollar value aiming to sell it for 10 times less than that transformation is worth. So I think yep. that's so great because, you know, I have people, I had someone in my course actually, I'll send this recording to her, you know, she's a divorce coach. Mm. Um, you know, what is, and you know, someone like that, oh, like, how do I charge? Well, what's the dollar value? You know, if someone doesn't use you, what are they paying in lawyer fees and legal fees in, you know, lost heartache, you know, try to put a dollar value on that. And if yeah. you can even be 10% of that, you're so worth it. Yeah, that's it. You know, how much is peace of mind worth to them? Mm -hmm. So then you got to figure out what's the net worth of the individual you're dealing with. You know, because if you're going after people making 8 million a year, like some of those Manhattan guys, mm -hmm. um, it's going to be much different than someone making 60K, right? So the 10X will differ depending on who you're selling for. But then once again, who is your audience? Describe this guy. Don't tell me it's a male from 30 to 55. Like we got to yeah. go deeper than that. <laughs> a lot deeper. Totally. Yeah. We, we teach it. We have like an outline in our, our target avatar worksheet, you know, like name, age range, income status, gender, religious affiliations, ethnicity, location, education. Like this is racial profiling at its best. This is what marketers but that that's what we have to do yeah we have to do if you want to be effective and then we do psychographic how do they think what do they enjoy what do they do in their spare time where do they travel what do they read what kind of media do they consume what's their personality profile like all of these things so yeah but the and divorce then, divorce yeah. attorney is going to be the peace of mind and i just had a client like that so we have to go by the net worth yeah Love how it. much is this person making so we can figure out how much it's worth to them it's worth to them right because i love it yeah and that makes so much sense and then and then they have to get out there and it's either, you know, what we call warm or cold traffic. Either you have a network of people, right? So you can leverage that and you can like give and give and give and give and give and be a go-giver. And then, you know, be like, hey, I got something for you. Um, or you can do what we call cold traffic, which is you don't have to spend your time. I always say it's either time or money, right? You don't have to spend yeah. your time, but you'll have to spend your money. And then it's just a numbers game. How much is it going to cost me? to get how many people through the door, that's your funnel, make sure that it's costing you less than it is earning you. And that's it. Yeah, no, the safest way is to start with uh, warm traffic, which is organic, then remarketing, and then paid to cold. Yeah. What I find a lot of people are trying to do is skip the warm traffic, skip the remarketing, because they don't know what that is, and just go straight to cold. Yeah. And that's the worst way to do it too. And I know this is what a lot of people offer, because I call them out on it online sometimes, you know, I'll be like, 
oh, I'll charge 500 bucks and you just need $500 budget and I'll make money. I was like, no, you won't. No, no, you won't. You You've won't. never tested this. You don't know anything about it. Yeah, I was like, you won't make money for anyone. You'll take $500 and you'll lose them 500. You know, it will be I'm, wasted money on marketing because you yeah. do what you're supposed to do. Because the thing is, you know, with, with cold traffic, you're going to get maybe one to a two X, mm -hmm. you know, usually, yeah. I mean, you, I've seen the, them, uh, those numbers being beat, but it's not usual. Like one X is a, you know, very common one. Then you make your money on the remarketing. Yeah. So if you don't have a budget or the remarketing set up, you're definitely not going to make money. So if you spend 500 bucks, you're going to make your 500 back at best and you just spend 500 bucks to a consultant who you know the facebook marketer and you totally lost your money exactly. so you lost your money yeah exactly. and, and that's this what happens one X would be right so i teach it that you're willing you can test something if it'll break even but that's on total cost and um, so you got to estimate a break even on total cost and i show them how to do that and then yeah. i teach and this is just my my personal pathway i want a minimum of 3x for you to continue investing and refining if you're not even hitting that something's broken redo it yeah yeah it's true and this is why when you hire someone, you know, your budget needs to be quite a bit more than what you're paying them because otherwise, like if it's even, you're like, oh yeah, I'm saving money on this. I'm like, no, you're not. No, <laughs> because it's you'll not possible. barely make it back if, yeah. And like you said, you'll one X on the traffic. So if that consultant says, okay, I'll cost $500, you give me $500 to spend on ads and this is totally going to work. And, you know, at, at, on average, you'll make back the 500 ad spend, that's a 1x, but you lost the 500 on the guy. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens. And even if you break it down differently, you can do it You're like, okay, 1x on 400, and then let's say we get 4x on the other 100, well, you still lost $200 on the consultant, right? So you, like, this is just where regular math comes in, <laughs> you yes. know? Yes, it's a numbers game. And this is, you know, I always say to people, like, I try to keep it simple because not everyone's a numbers person. So when we teach our funnel, like, it's very visual for all the visual learners, but it's yeah. kind of got numbers built into it, which is what's this costing me and what are my results? And, you know, in, in, as we close up the course, someone said, well, Esty, you know, you're showing us all these things, but what if we don't know? I said, that's such a great question. If you don't know, you do everything you can to figure out as many pieces as you can without spending the money. So before you hire someone for social media, see if you can barter someone for social media or try it yourself or get someone on a test run or put someone on commission. Like there are so many pathways to test before you drop your money down the toilet. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You know, I for say, some drugs, not money. Yeah, for some people, I'll, I'll even say, you know, why don't you just pay someone to build up the audiences and then just you try to manage it yourself? Mm -hmm. You know, just just pay for a small piece, maybe from an expert, but don't pay for everything. Like if, if you're starting out, don't have a big budget, like hiring me is the worst thing. Like I won't let you hire me because I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. You know, it's just, it just doesn't. So yeah, it's always difficult with consultants. That's why yeah, I think this course you're doing makes a lot of sense, you know, by, by teaching people how to even hire. Yeah, that's one of the consultant. modules. Yeah. Module eight teaches you how to hire, what you need to look for if you're hiring marketers to help you, what you should, the questions you should ask them, the questions you need them to ask you to know if they're legit, 100%. Oh, we could talk about this forever. <laughs> We're already running out of time, but I want to know a current business struggle. I want to know, because again, you've niched down, you've found your place, and you're, you know, one of the top five in the industry, what's the current struggle in the business? Well, I'll tell you this, and I think a lot of listeners will relate. You know, I was laying down on the couch the other day, uh, hanging out with some friends, you know, the kid was playing video games. 
and I'm thinking, you know, about how life used to be and how it's, you know, moving forward. I was like, when, when is this going to end? <laughs> like, like, I don't see my work ending ever. That's my business struggle. Like, I don't see how I can just not, not work so hard all the time. Because ah, anything so I you do, have to come into my Becoming Boss program because that is what I teach. Yeah, and the thing, I, I, get, I get it with the systems and everything. Like, I, I'm good, good at building systems. Um, but there's always, like, okay, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. I build a system, I stop doing something, and then I get bored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you suffer from EBS. And nothing to be embarrassed of. No, it's, it's a real thing. Most entrepreneurs suffer from it. It's nothing to be embarrassed of. It's incurable, but okay. there, are, there are certain things you can do to make it better. EBS stands for entrepreneurial boredom syndrome. Yeah, and, oh. and that's what happens. And I'll start every, something new. Every entrepreneur. And then I get tired of it. So I build a system. I sit around for a while and again and again. And it just never stops. And I was, you know, in the middle of building a system and I know myself enough where I just sat on the couch. I was like, when is this going to end? Well, do I you don't... want it to end? No, it's not even, you know, when you're tired, that's what you think. That, that's the struggle. When you've got, you know what it is when you get burnt out by something, right? Because again, yeah. EBS works like this. It's the bell curve. EBS comes in when you start hitting the top of the bell curve. And it's so counterintuitive because it's when you're successful that it sets <laughs> Yes. It's like, what is wrong with me? Like, <laughs> things are working. I'm earning money. Things are nice. Yep. Why am I losing my mind? You know? Um, but if you know yourself and you know that's what's coming, you structure yourself accordingly. You don't stay there when that starts to happen. You set yourself up that you know that this is who you are. And I worked, you know, I have a, a really amazing business mentor now. He and I talk about this all the time, which is, you know, as entrepreneurs, we need to build. Our favorite part of the business is the build part. And like for me also, like I thought, like Esther, you crazy? You built a successful consulting firm. You're, you're busy full time. You're maxed out on clients. You've got other strategies working for you. What is wrong with you that you're basically shutting it down and rebuilding the entire thing on top of group courses? Are you crazy? Yeah, right. but I was getting bored. <laughs> and, and that's what happens, right? And you're completely right. I'm sitting on the couch. I'm thinking I've never made as much money as now. I've never been as busy. And I'm tired. And I'm tired. And I'm but bored. I, but I know <laughs> that once I get the system completely in place, and I've done it before. So mm-hmm. for a year and a half, I was traveling the world, not doing almost anything. And I got so bored. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, I can't do this anymore. And I started building another thing, you know? I'm like, exactly. And that's it. But that is, but embrace it. Know that it's coming. And so for me, I, I feel so lucky because this is what I do all day. I live in my clients' businesses also. So I'm never only building mine. I'm right. always building theirs. So I'm always having new businesses that I'm building vicariously. Like I become one with my clients. Sometimes they get confused. They're like, Esther, you're talking about you or me. I'm like, I'm talking about you, but as if it's me. I, I become you when we talk. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let's do this. And when we do that, they're like, Esther, what do you mean we? I'm like, I'm you. I'm you. You know, <laughs> I, I move in to the businesses. Um, Embrace that that's who you are. You're a serial entrepreneur. Obviously, we just looked at your history. That is who you are. It doesn't end because that's part of who you are. You are a serial entrepreneur. This is what you do. What you do is not online courses. What you do is build businesses. It is. You're right. Uh, like for a while, like I started feeling like, you know, people like, oh, Tom's a hustler. You know, mm-hmm. he always sells something. Or I was like, well, it starts seeing like, you know, something that's not positive. You know, right. I started feeling like, okay, when I see someone saying like they're a serial entrepreneur on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. um, it kind of makes me feel like, okay, either you are really good at creating exits mm-hmm. or you're just horrible at building businesses 
and you never succeed. Or yeah, you're like me who just gets bored. Exactly. And and by the way, majority of, of again, there are serial entrepreneurs who are failures and serial entrepreneurs who are successes. The successful ones are exactly like me and you. You build something and then you hand it off and you move on. Or you build something, you turn it evergreen and you oversee it and you move on. Yeah, but it, what it made me want to do is like stick with one thing for longer. Because I've seen from a few friends, you know, who stuck with something for a longer time. They went, you know, they built up really big businesses or created huge exits, you know? So if someone now comes up to me and like, oh, you're still working on it? I'm like, yeah. You know, which used yeah, to be like- Yeah, but it's not fair. You can't try to be anybody else. And I've had this with some of my clients. Like one of my guys is like, he's doing this and that one's doing that and that one's, and it, everyone's suited for something else. So if you try to be somebody else and you try to be the guy that sticks with it for longer and makes it an, you know, an eight figure or a nine figure before I turn it over, you'll just burn out. That's not you. You'll do better with a quicker turnover of more smaller things. You know, not everybody is a bed, bath and beyond, or let's say like a um, crate and barrel. Some people yeah. are the 99 cent store, 99 cent store before it went imploded. And this is not meant to be an insult in any way to say devaluing their whole thing is volume and turnover, right. right? Bed, bath and beyond is somewhere in the middle crate and barrel. You're paying $70 for a bowl. You know, everyone at a different tier. If Bed Bath Neon tries to be Crate and Barrel, they're not going to be as successful. Oh, but we want fancier stuff. We want bigger things to sell. Higher. That's not. That's not who they are. That's not their identity. Why would you have to push yourself, be miserable, be bored, feel unhappy to turn this thing into an eight or nine figure before you turn it over? Build it to a six, seven figure. Be happy. Be comfortable. Set it on automatic. Move on. Build another one in the same amount of time that one guy could have built one eight figure to turn over. You might have built six, seven figures. It's true. It's true. Money. And and that's where the challenge has been, right? I've been thinking this stuff through, and I kind of feel like I can't change who I am at this point. You never can. It's not even this point. You're never gonna be different. That's something that I've also worked a lot on. Like we are who we are. Right? Yeah. We can develop, we can grow, we can make ourselves better, but we are who we are. And the more you can get to know you, I guess. Like someone said to me years ago, I remember um, when I was, I was um, dating, I'm married now for quite a long time. And this just came up recently. I, I went out with this guy and he you know, told me he didn't think it was going to work out because I'm too intense. I'm like, I am not intense. <laughs> Self-awareness was very low in those days, clearly. Um, intensity yeah. high, self-awareness low. You know, like, and, and it's taken me a long time, but that, that is who I am. I am intense. I'm, I'm blunt and straightforward. I love my clients. I want to give them everything. Like, this is just, it's, and part of that is, you know, being straightforward with them. This is part of who I am. And I can refine right. and I can expand upon it and I can grow with it. We are who we are. And the more you embrace it, and I've seen this with every single person I've worked with. And it's, it's one of our internal, like, you know, when I, when I train my consultants, I teach them the foundational principles we operate on. And one of the foundational principles is if someone says they're really bad at something or they hate something, you need to look at it very, very seriously if they really have to do it. Because the goal is going to be mm -hmm. that they shouldn't have to. The goal is they shouldn't have to. So unless it's something they must do for the success of their business and their life, you try to circumvent it and not let them do it and not make them do it hire for it, supplement it, create a workaround. This is a foundational principle in the company. That makes sense. Yeah, it Work does. Who you are. If this is who you are, listen, dude, if you can make six, seven figure businesses and the time it takes someone else to eight figures, why would you want to be him? Yeah, it's not, not anyone in particular. It was just not anyone thing. in particular, but that yeah. vision, we always that want vision, to, yeah. 
you know, I had a guy, I work a lot with my people when we do the work-life balance at the higher levels. It's part of, it's going to be part of the Becoming Boss program. Um, so I work with chronotype, right? Because I'm trying to get people to be more effective, more efficient, enjoy how they spend time. I call it work-work balance. Because so, if you get your work done in the right way, in the right times, then you can have a life. <laughs> That's really up to you how you want to spend that. So I don't, I, I used to call it work-life balance. And I just call it work-work balance. Your life is up to you. I'm going to make sure you have time for it. Yes. Um, and so his chronotype, he's a deep night person. Like he is mm. at peak performance at between 1 and 3 a.m. That's wow. just who he is. And I know people who have told me they've changed their chronotype. Like, cool. I've never done it. I've never really seen it. The people that I've met who say that they've already changed. So I can't tell you that I've seen the transformation. I hold you are who you are and you work with that as best you can. You want to try to change it? Cool. Try and change it. He is saying to me, Esty. I know I'd be more successful if I woke up every day at seven, I was in the office by nine. I was like, no, you wouldn't. You are most successful and most focused when you work from one to 3 a.m. So why in the world, when you run your own business, would you not get up every day at 10, 11 and get into the office by noon? He's like, well, that's what I do. I said, well, stop feeling bad about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true, yeah. I, I've done that before too. Like someone said like, oh, like, well, actually, a lot of my friends, because we have like sort of a bubble, you know, you, you probably have it too, these, you know, business people and you sort of try different things, you know, mm -hmm. as a group. Yeah. And, you know, that this book came out about um, like the habits of the successful family. Right? And the main thing was they woke up at five and then they worked like this stuff that, you know, and we tried it. I was like, I can't do it. You can't. It's not can't. for everybody. I'm a night person. I've become, so I have children. I've become a morning person more um, because I've had to, um, to, to wake up with the children or, or, or rather wake up from the children sitting on my face and yeah. that's how I woke up this morning. Sticker. I was like, thank, thank you. Oh, sticker. I've got like half an eye cracked open. I like, <laughs> left the office at two in the morning, you know, um, cause we're, we're in building mode. So, you know, you, you can do what you can, but if that's who you are, embrace it, work with it, create the work around, supplement, you're gonna be so much more successful, so much faster and so much happier. Yeah, that's true, that's true. And I, I've been sort of doing that, just embracing it. Like, you know what, it is what it is. Like, mm -hmm. I'm doing what I'm doing. I'll be me, you yeah. be you. And you'll be and so successful that that guy with the eight figure is gonna be sitting there going, you know, why can't I be like that guy, Tom? Why can't I turn over six businesses? It's taking me seven years to build this eight-figure thing to turn it over. He's already on his like seventh thing. Why can't I do that? And what's funny too, you know, I had a, a birthday recently and I received messages from listeners and things like that. And a lot of them like, Tom, you're an inspiration. I'm like, really? <laughs> you know, it's, it's weird when you get that because when I was thinking on that couch and like a couple days later, I got this, these messages. I was like, wow. So, so there's people thinking the same thing about the way I'm doing stuff, mm -hmm. exactly the same way. I was like, this is so interesting. It's always like that. It's always like that. And it's so hard for us to see. And, and again, I'm including myself in this. You know, I, I have my people that I look at that, you know, I'd like to do that. And, <laughs> and I always have to remind myself, like, I got to just, the more I am myself, the more successful I am. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I think on that note, um, how can people find you? How can they reach you? How can they learn more about how you can help them market their online courses? Uh, two websites. Uh, the podcast is on smartbrandmarketing.com and the course website is wemarketonlinecourses.com. That's a great domain. I mean, you are an <laughs> SEO domain guy. So I, I could definitely see why you'd have something like that. All right, guys. So 
go and find Tom. We'll put those links at sdran.com slash 76 for you. So if you go to sdran.com slash 76, you can find the links to go and check out Tom and connect with him and pick his brain like I did on how <laughs> you can build your online courses. Uh, so Tom, I like to kind of surprise my guests at the end. I didn't warn you about this okay. and ask for a quote. It does not have to be your favorite one of all time, though it can be, just to do something top of your mind. I love these little you know, pieces of wisdom to kind of sum up and send people on their way. Interesting, because I'm not into quotes much. Uh... Sayings, thoughts, mantras, phrases. Uh... Something that you say to people all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, because I, I don't often quote people like I'll, I'll give a book you know when when there's a good time for someone okay right? fair enough so then i won't i won't kill you for a quote recommend a book for us so the one thing um, that i've noticed is you know we all struggle through different things and we're all different and i used to watch arnold's movies you probably remember you know back in the days the action movies and i was like you know he was cool but i didn't realize how hard working and how brilliant that guy is until i read total recall it's a it's his biography and i've recommended this book to a few people just to you know see his thinking process and how he handled um i mean he getting... went from muscle man to movie star to governor of california yeah, yeah, but, but like but, pretty fascinating as a figure really yeah, but the, the thing is like you know people don't realize that he bought an apartment complex in a place which was just about to blow up before it did that he was wow. working at his landscaping um and, and construction company um very niche down too so he would like go shirtless with another muscle builder guy to like rich women's houses and get paid a lot and he actually had enough money in the beginning um where the movie roles he took he could say yes or no because he was already making good money and and with some of the movies he was actually able to make but what more. were they doing at the rich people's houses uh construction landscaping type thing right? and they, cool. they were just working shirtless as these big muscle guys and it was so I unique <laughs> <laughs> i i hear okay i get it yeah but it's you know just the thinking process of someone who you would never think you know as someone that's brilliant you know when you look at arnold you don't that's like the last thing when you look at elon musk or like um warren buffett you're like yeah that's a smart dude but with Arnold, you don't, but he reinvented himself so many times. He had an upper hand in so many business ventures where you're just like, something is there that you don't see. And after reading that book, you kind of figure out like, oh, whoa, wow. Like there's a you know, possibility for someone that doesn't look or should be that successful to still make it happen. And what's cool is he explains a lot of his thinking in the book, um, which I like. And for those that read fiction, there's a trilogy. Um, I don't remember the guy's name, but if you look up Shogun, Noble House, and a couple of these other books that they're all in one trilogy, I learned more about business from these books than from any business books that I read. That's and cool. I read a lot. Um, so what happens is the guy describes these families that have been running businesses for like two or 300 years. Ah, dynasty businesses. Dynasty I'm totally going to check that out. That's yeah. very cool. And they're amazing. So those two, you know, for business um, people who are trying to make it, I would really recommend those books. I love that. All right. I'm super going to check it out. So Total Recall, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then Shogun and Noble House. Are those two different series uh, or is that one series? So, it's, so there's a couple books in between too, but if you look up those two, you'll find the author in the series. So there's okay. a few books in there, but those are the ones that stood out to me. Like Shogun was the first one and the Noble House was just out of this world. And I'm like, oh man, 
All these right, are cool. amazing books. Yeah. I'm going to totally check it out. All right. So guys, I know you're subscribed if you're listening to this, because of course <laughs> you are. Um, but just in case by some crazy chance you haven't hit that subscribe button yet, please do so right now, because you don't want to miss any of these. And I know that in addition to potentially you, you know someone who's trying to build an online course. You know someone who maybe even tried and failed. Um, you know someone who's been discussing it, who's talking to you about it, who's been curious about it. Share this episode with them. Share it through iTunes, share it through Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or just send them to sdran.com slash 76, E-S-T-I-E-R-A-N-D.com slash 76. So if they go to sdran.com slash 76, they will be able to get to any of the other platforms. They'll see the show notes. They'll be able to listen to the episode live and share the love, share the knowledge, share the wealth, make sure they don't waste money on marketing ever again. And we <laughs> will catch you next week. Tom, thank you so much for joining me. This was as awesome. No, this was more awesome than I thought it was going to be. This was so fun. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?